Okay, here it is, the culmination of a long season of rats, uh, a very belated release, um, but it took me a long time to edit. Um, this is an hour-long interview with the winner of the rats uh, summer 2022 big rat Wesley D. Uh, we'll find out so much stuff about him um this young man who's just starting out on his stand-up journey um so without any further ado here it is um i'm liking your minimal uh background thank you yep thought, thought uh, get all the clutter out of the way do you know what i mean yeah very zen oh yeah got that french way <laughs> pronounced that completely wrong as well i said french way well mm. you know You've got uh, an hour-long special. I imagine you're very nervous. You know. Um. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know what's going to be uh, talked about, but I am very much. I'm very much like go with the flow kind of guy. So, yeah, it should be should be fine. Two of us. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, I've done uh, zero preparation. I know nothing about you, and uh, we're hopefully going to find out uh, some info. Um, so, uh, also, actually, I'll tell you what, uh, during this, can you um, email me your bank details? Yeah, of course. I thought it might be quite fun to um, pay you your prize money live on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's what I like to hear. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, let's let's yeah. So email me your bank details, and I'll um, and you will get your prize money. Excellent. Live on the on the podcast. Oh, uh, I'm just getting that set up for you. So it's been um, one week since your life changed forever. What's, <laughs> what's been going on? How how what have you noticed? The differences, the changes. Oh mate, people have just been coming up to me left and right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, just saying congratulations to me mate people I don't even know have been talking to me really yeah mate like I'm a celebrity I'm a, I'm a star I'm a star now that is um, yeah big the effect of big rap it is uh oh yeah so so you've you've had a few messages on Instagram that sort of thing yeah a few a few comedians have um hit me up and said like um oh I heard that you won the 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 rats final congrats on that a few people um at shows have said it as well. So yeah, word, words actually been getting round to be fair. Like, so. Um, That's mad. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, so wow. So people have been coming up to your gigs and saying, congratulations on your, on your championship win. Exactly. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, I think you're probably, have you got an agent yet? <laughs> no. Wow. My agent at the moment is my girlfriend, <laughs> but she ain't even doing nothing. Oh, um, well, we won't. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to us. So I met your girlfriend on the night, and she seemed uh, like a very sensible lady. I have to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, a paralegal, uh, about to be lawyer, lawyer, lawyer training. Um, and yeah, she's she's just solid. She's got it, you know. But then she's also down for the. She's also down for the, uh, you know. That funny, 
she goes with the flow. So it's it's uh, a nice balance, you know? Yin and yang. Yeah, man. For real. Okay, so um, all I know about you is you are from Essex. I've never been to Essex. Uh, I'm from London, so I've met a lot of people from Essex. Maybe hmm. you can tell us a bit about what Essex is like. Okay, well, I can probably, well, I know, well, Essex is a very big place, um, and you might be, some people might be surprised on how big it is, but it's, um, it's so big that uh, a lot of people from one part of Essex don't know about the other side, do you know what I mean? So I'm from um, a part of Essex that is on the border of Essex and Hertfordshire, so um, it's like a very, it's like a, it's a medium-sized town, but it's got a very kind of small town mentality where it's kind of like, are we this is, we're never going to leave, you know, <laughs> we're gonna, we, this is like what, what it is. So, um, yeah, man, I guess, well, growing up in Essex, it was kind of like, I was probably one of the only black kids in the school, let alone the class, you know, probably like five, maybe three to 5%. Um, but I didn't feel that different, you know, um, it was just kind of Going about, I, I found like an early age that I could use my race as a good way to kind of get laughs. So um, like the teacher would be, oh, have you done your homework? No, why haven't you done your homework? Because I'm black. So that would get a laugh. It'll blow, it'll blow their mind, you know? It'll blow their mind. Like, what, he's being racist to himself? It doesn't make sense. So yeah, that's how I first saw like a surefire way of getting a laugh. Um, uh, but apart from that, Essex is kind of similar to London, but it's just a little bit more, um, I guess, you know, a little bit more country, I guess. Okay. And is it is it very white then? Is it a very white area, Essex? Yeah, it's, um, it is being reverse gentrified, I would say yeah. that. Um, but yeah, back when I was growing up, it was very white. There was obviously the black families and stuff like that. But yeah, if you took it at least by the school, the school um it would be yeah it'd be like yeah this yeah probably about 80 percent white okay so how did um you know your your family end up in essex so my mum was born well my mum grew up in harlow essex okay so she was an essex girl anyway but my dad was um born and raised in Leytonstone, east east london type of way so um when they got married they um how would you say they um they had me uh and then they were kind of realizing about how things were going with kind of like gangs and the the danger and stuff like that so they made a decision to move back into harlow which is a more it was a safer place at the time you know so um yeah, my grandma lived in, well, my mum's side lived in Harlow as well. So it was, it had some family over there that we could kind of connect to. So I moved there when I was, I don't know, probably about four or five. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a proper Cockney accent back then. I saw the videos, it was mad. Like, I was like, what? Like, but, um, Oh, it's interesting that that's because you hear about that, like, 
I've been hearing people saying like that they're moving out of London because of their kids and gangs and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. I wasn't sure if it's exaggerated, real, but uh, I guess, you know, it is a real problem, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely at that time, I think it was it was definitely a concern where you could see the trajectory of the way that the young people were kind of um, getting themselves into different problems. Um, more recently, I guess, with, like with Harlow is um, that it's been kind of more, becoming a bit more like London over the years. So we've had different instances. There was one, one case of um, these kids who killed a Polish guy with um, like a bike chain and like baseball bats and stuff like that. So that was like a big story at the time. And it was like, wow, okay, like this isn't, this is, it was like, okay, maybe this place is becoming a bit more like the place we were kind of trying to get away from, but um, yeah, I was old enough at that time to kind of make. Yeah, too old to join a gang now, aren't you? Yeah, mate, I'm, 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 the, I'm the granddad now, I wouldn't be. Well, you've joined, you've joined a, the gang, which is stand-up comedy. So um, yeah. that is a gang of uh, degenerates and uh, outcasts yeah. and losers and all sorts. So how long have you been, been plying your stand-up trade? So I started in November, around, around November, yeah. Um, when everything was opening up through COVID. Cause I moved back into London. I moved into Tottenham. Um, it was like mid COVID. So um, before that, I hadn't really thought about it seriously um, because there was nothing in my area to do with like doing stand up or anything like that. No open mics that I knew of anyway. And so um, when I started getting things together to move into London, it was a situation where it's like, oh wait, stand up comedy, I could probably see what I can do because there's a lot more opportunity there. I might just give it a try. Um, one thing led to another, wrote, I was writing for a while actually. I think I was writing for like a year before, um, just, just trying to write jokes and stuff like that. Um, and then um, when I moved into London, then I was like, okay, when things open up, then I'll give it a go. So things opened up and then after a while it was like, okay, I'll just book today and then uh, performed at Kiss, Kiss the Sky uh, when Ashley Gorman opened, opened it up. Um, and that was, um, yeah, really warm crowd, went well. Um, and yeah, I, from that point I was like, yeah, I, this, this is what I wanna, I wanna do. Do you find now. that most people's first gig goes all right? That's what I found from my experience. Yeah, I, I feel like, like an adrenaline and an excitement and you know, yeah. obviously you put a lot of effort into it you don't want it to go badly. And uh, so that's, that's, you know, you find most people, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, Second, third, fourth, and fifth one, where the problems are. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, mine, uh, I think a lot of mine went well. Um, I, I made, I think it may have been like maybe my 10th or 11th gig that I had my first proper bomb. Mm -hmm. And that one was like, um, oh, okay. And then you learn a lot from that anyway. So it's like, oh, okay, I sh probably shouldn't just do um, all new jokes and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future, but yeah. So did you did you do any comedy classes or anything like that? Or you literally just went, you, you're doing it all yourself? Yeah, no, I just do it all myself. Um, I, good, to hear, good to hear. We hate comedy classes here at Rats. Yeah, man, I don't, uh, yeah, it kind of gives me a weird feeling. Obviously no offense to anyone who's done it, but like I am- um, No, no, I, plenty of offense to them, they're losers. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you think do you think that you can get anywhere like scared do losers possible, do you think it's possible to like get anywhere from doing that no uh, i think it's i think it's the like vocation of turning comedy into a vocation instead of an art form i think it's it only does bad things you know um, i think the, the the way to find your true voice and learn is by doing everything on your own you know uh, and, and just and just like throwing yourself to the lions of the stand-up circuit instead of like sitting in a classroom and learning like how to write jokes and like no I just think it I just think it kills creativity and I think majority of it is taught by people who aren't good enough to do comedy so you're just like they're teaching you all their bad habits I just I'm very very I think they're terrible yeah it kind of gives the it kind of gives the impression that comedy is formulaic exactly yeah. uh, and that's not i don't think that's the case um yeah with um with learning about stand-up as well you you learn it in the moment don't you so it's like you've got that pressure of oh i don't know what's going to happen but when you have that safety net it's kind of a more of a case where it's like okay you're not as prepared i guess you, you kind of start on a back foot so yeah, yeah, and yeah, I've noticed that in the kind of quality that I've seen in, in certain people that have come out of the um, those schools. But yeah, what I find is you have what I've noticed as a trend is that you are having a lot of very people who are very technically good at comedy. You know, they've they've done a course, they know how to write a joke, and they've got their five ten minutes. Then it's but but they're not if you if you've got like a analytical brain of comedy and you're watching them, they're not saying anything. You know, and they're also they're not funny. You know. Well, I'm you know. pleased that uh, you've won, you won, and you're an actor who hasn't done any comedy courses because that is the sign of a truly uh, good champion, I believe. You know. Thank you, man. Yeah, did it all by myself, mate. <laughs> did it all by yourself. So, um, you know, I mean, are you one of these people who, like, all all your friends were like, you should do comedy? Are you like, uh, you know, is what? Where does that come from? Mm. So yeah, I've always kind of been into entertaining people. I've, I've, mm -hmm. I think that is my purpose: is to like entertain, no matter what avenue it is. I think that's my thing. Um, when I was little, we were in the GP. I'd it'd be one of those things where I'd notice, oh, all the chairs are facing that way. Then I'd go to the front and start fucking around, you know. So um, yeah, it was always like that. School, I was always the class clown. Work, I was always just looking for a way to. You know make people laugh and i i was always able to do it quite well just in the moment bouncing off each other and stuff like that so yeah i did i did get a lot of like oh you should do stand up and it's like yeah, well we're in harlow what am i going to do you know um is there really no culture there there's there's none there's none there's no there's literally i couldn't find one at all i um any culture is there anything cultural in harlow in terms of what comedy or just in general culture yeah Ah, uh, it's just, I don't even mean to like shit on my own town, but it's kind of like, what is the culture? The culture is kind of, it's, I don't think there re really is one. It's um, just because I'm spoiled. I, grew, I am from London. I grew up in London. I, you know, I know, I, I only know like the abundance of culture that we have in London. I can do whatever I want every evening. I want to go out for a Spanish meal. I can do it. I want to go and see like a French art house film I can go you know it's like all that stuff so I'm just wondering there's there's no galleries is there there's no live music what what's there used there used to be a um there used to be like a music venue called the square 
that was literally the hub of art in in Harlow. Um, like th there'll be like bands performing, there'll be um, you know booked things like there'll be quite a, a, a big amount of like quite famous people come came through and stuff like that. So that was a really great time. But obviously, you know how the world works; it, it got taken down, and that was probably the last part of real culture in um, Harlow. I mean, Harlow is a sculpture town. Um, I think it was Henry Moore. Is it Henry Moore? Is um, was yeah. Is that yeah? He's basically got his sculptures all around Harlow. Um, but yeah, apart from that, the culture is probably. I'll probably say the culture is kind of other cultures around the area, but just watered down, diluted. Um, so like the Essex like kind of culture, the London kind of culture mixed together and watered down. And then, uh, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, yeah, no, just trying to get my head around it. But it's, I guess it's not far from London, right? So if you want... Yeah, it's like 20, 20 minute drive. Yeah. Jump on the old uh, Elizabethan line, which uh, wasn't there until... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might have started earlier. All right, well, cool. So, um, so you're, you, you, you wanted to monetize your entertainment abilities, basically. Yeah, I wanted to see where it could go, man. I wanted to see like, um, and also like, I was just, I was a, com a comedy fan, you know? So oh, okay. always watching stand up. I was, I was even before that, I was watching Mock the Week and, you know, Live with Apollo. You a comedy fan, sorry. <laughs> nice, <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all those kind of stuff you know like when they uh they go up on a thing and they like to like oh um they do the oh what you wouldn't like to hear in the thing and it's like oh like especially when i was younger and then you, oh you have to do a bit of stand up based on this topic i was i was a young guy and i was like oh how do they do that on the top of their head and it's just always funny like and obviously now i know it's kind of like okay they've got they've got uh jokes on they've got loads of jokes and that will fit into that category and writers and <laughs> Yeah, and they've got the variety back backstage and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, just that kind of the magic of it was something that really uh, took, I took, um, you know, it really affected me as a young guy. So I definitely liked comedy and liked that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, man. And was it in the family, it's the, are the family comedy fans? Is it a family thing? Is it, or is it they like? Obviously, everyone likes to laugh. You're not going to tell me. Yeah. Oh no, my my parents never laugh. They hate. They they don't like laughing. They're not. Yeah, no, no, no. My, yeah, my family is. Um, my mum is funny. My dad is funny as well. My dad is actually really, really funny. He's um he's got a very dark sense of humour. Okay. Um, my mum is kind of more like just crazy. She does voices and stuff like that. So, um, it's always kind of like that energy. Uh, as far as like comedy fans. Not really. I mean, they they would um, watch like specials, like you know, Cat Williams and Bernie Mac and that sort of thing, and they would love they love it. But at the same time, very devout Christians. So whenever there was um, like swearing and stuff like that, depending on ah, oh, this is one of the conflicts because it's like if it was a new comedian uh, and then they're doing a bit of swearing, they'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't turn it off, turn it off. If it's like you got Bernie Mac or Cat Williams, they're like swearing and stuff like that. It's like yeah, it's so bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's so bad. Keep it going. But um, yeah, you you kind of, again, I guess from there you kind of notice like, okay, when it relates more to you, you kind of it, you your your guards are more down. You you're more likely to accept stuff that you're, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, we'd watch a lot of comedy when I was growing up. And um, are, you, are you religious yourself? Or at the moment, I'm agnostic. Um, I I left um 
a little bit after I moved into London. Um, yeah, my family are Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. Um, so it's quite complicated in terms of um, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, when I, when I left, I kind of um, took my own path, and uh, now I'm just kind of I don't know anything, and I'm trying to I, I'm still searching, I'm still kind of looking around. I've still got kind of a spiritual side to me. I feel like there's more going on than the physical world, but um, I, I can't say anything for sure. And I don't think that many people can, you know? Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting when your parents sort of lay down a, a path, you know, sometimes you do have to go off on your own to discover your own journey, you know? And I think, I, I actually think I'm not religious, but I think it's very important to have mm. a, a spirituality, especially, as an yeah. artist you know definitely it's, it's where i feel like um I feel, I feel like it's where we can derive meaning most easily is through those sorts of avenues um and then you can take it with you anywhere anywhere you find it's kind of like a you know almost a formula um if you can look for meaning find meaning in this place it relates to every aspect of life and i feel like coming out of that religion I can see so many religions everywhere that other people wouldn't recognize as religion, if, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. so, yeah, because um, it's probably one of the strictest religions, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, high stakes um, in what you do. So if you go against certain things, if you're not repentant in doing those sorts of things, you can lose like your family, your friends, you know, um, so it's very, very strict. And there's a lot of things that a normal person would say, what, you can't even do that, you know? Like, but because I was born into it and because of this, it's kind of like lots of generations of, um, of Jehovah's Witnesses, that they're kind of, it's, it's, they're in their own world. So it's kind of like, it doesn't really, you know, like when it's like, you don't know what you don't have type of thing. It doesn't like, I've never celebrated my birthday. It's kind of been like, yeah, I, I don't really, it's not like I lost, had lost the celebration of my birthday, since I never had it. So it's like, yeah, it's not, not too bad. So looking at it from the out, inside out, it's kind of like, yeah, it's not a big deal, but outside in, it seems way more strict than it feels, I guess. That's interesting, because um, my, uh, uh, my dad uh, is not a Jehovah's Witness, but his family never celebrated his birthday. So. Yeah, some people have that kind of outlook where even even from a secular point of view, it's like, coming from like birthdays and Christmas and that sort of thing is a kind of a capitalist um, uh, venture, you know, it's a capitalist celebration more than a religious one or more than anything, you know? So it's kind of, I guess maybe some people take that kind of stance where it's like, I'm not getting involved in that machinery um, and I'm not, yeah, put, I'm, not, I'm saving my money. I'm not doing it on a particular day because they say so, you know? Um, but yeah. I'm not sure what I think about birthdays. I think, uh, I think, that you know it's nice to celebrate your birthday it's sort of an excuse to get all your friends together i guess but like uh yeah so that must have been weird for like your actual friends that you know be like your birthday and they just wouldn't be able to celebrate it yeah i mean i'll kind of keep it on i wouldn't say oh it's my birthday everyone haha <laughs> um but sometimes it would kind of slip slip through not that i was trying to hide it or anything but it would be like oh yeah oh that's not oh that's my birthday like um, it's like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? Nothing. And it's like, and a lot of the time you find that people forget that you don't celebrate your birthday. So you get the odd card or you get the old thing and it's like, oh, like, 
I can't accept that. I'm sorry. Like, you know, but um, yeah, it, yeah, it would, uh, it would affect, it would affect um, different aspects, but not too much because I'm, I'm just such a sick guy. I'm just, oh, I'm just amazing. It just transcend it all, mate. It just, mate. yeah, you're above birthdays. That's, I've always, I've only met you a couple of times, but I've always thought that about you. Yeah. 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 Try to transcend birthdays, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're beneath, you know, uh, they're for mere mortals. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going for. That's what I was going for. Yeah. So, um, how, what were you say? So you what were your experiences at Rats? How how did you find it? Obviously, I'm long long gone off the open mic circuit. Um, talk us through like the open mic scene, like what's going on there, what the gigs are like, how they compare to Rats. You know. Yeah. So with um, the open mic scene as, uh, in general, um, I guess it's kind of um, how would you say so the process you go you usually go on facebook you book see if there's anything available you go on a form you book it you get there and then it's like um a lot of the time it would be a bringer so um i've got to kind of figure that out uh you've got to figure out how much you want your friends to hate you and that sort of thing um yeah how close you are to your girlfriend breaking up with your um and all that kind of stuff gets balanced around and then um the the the, the show itself is usually i would find there's a lot of acts and then you'd be waiting for a long time uh and then you go up do your thing come out it's i don't know it's kind of basic really how it compares to rats i'd say um you, your your show is um definitely different in the way of like you've com- you're, you're kind of like an anarchist in the way of, of going about it in terms of like um your your energy is completely like fuck the system type of stuff so <laughs> where as most most uh, mcs would be like oh wasn't that good and everyone was like no <laughs> like you you're kind of not even like just honest you you kind of take it even further where it's like yeah mate well that that was shit and then everyone was like i thought that was actually quite good but okay like so it kind of it's kind of um, genius in a way where you're kind of lowering expectations so low that people enjoy themselves a bit more, um, which I would have never thought to have done. But I think that I think that, that you've got something there. To be honest, um, I'll, I'll be honest. When I first um, when I first got to the when I kind of got to the um, to the rats, I didn't know it was going to be a competition or anything like that. Um, I don't know if the other people did or anything like that, but um, yeah, I got there just thinking it was a normal open mic. And then you said it was a competition. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. And then so I was like, maybe like, sort that joke for that joke. But um, yeah, I really like the energy there, man. I'm not going to lie. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a competition, but it really is, isn't is a competition. You know, it's like, uh, it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's very, as you know yourself, like, it's not really like strict, you know, not to belittle your achievement of getting to the final, but getting to the final is pretty random. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, obviously yeah. you have an ability and you have a talent, but essentially um, most people, you know, it's random who gets through to the final because mm-hmm. the standard is pretty similar. You know what I mean? Cause yes. you're all new, you know? Yeah, so yeah, obviously yeah. you've got huge potential as a performer um whereas actually i suppose that's what sets you apart from you know some of the other acts who went through is that they have no potential whereas <laughs> you know what i mean so 
there are, I mean, let's be honest, there are plenty of acts on the circuit who have no potential. There's, but at the same time, there is a lot I've found with a lot of potential. And I feel like I don't know the, the scene before I came into it, but I'm seeing a lot of good guys that are like mad new, you know, like. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm much more interested in the acts that have no potential, I have to be honest. To me, that's much more entertaining. It's more, yeah, it's more entertaining seeing, uh, like there was there was a guy at the final who um, was literally, I, I was mesmerized by it because it was like, this is, um, this is so bad, right? But then it's like, for some reason, it was so bad, it was good in a way. Um, in terms of entertainment value, he he was just like he was just doing his thing, just going up there. Just I didn't think I didn't I don't even know if he wrote anything. He was just. If it's the person who I think you're talking about, I can tell you right now, they did not write anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. there was a yeah. So yeah, well that makes sense then. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. I've you know what as well. I um. I haven't seen it very often, but I have seen it a few times. There's, well, people kind of like, especially new people, taking, not writing their own jokes in terms of, yeah, in terms of like, um, I don't even want to say this, but like, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but there, there's been people I've seen that's doing like, I've, I know that, I know that joke, right? And they did it, fair enough, like I'll even give someone the benefit of doubt if they copy the same premise and then do it, go on a different direction with it. Even that's kind of like, mm, but if you're doing the whole joke and then you're just, you're basically just like plagiarizing, I don't know, like, even if you get the laughs, that's kind of, uh, that's, an, uh, that's I lose respect for you, do you know what I mean? Um, okay, uh, we're gonna have a quick special guest is gonna join us. They've just come into the waiting room. We've got the runner-up from Rats. He's going to join us for 10 minutes. Uh, so this is Helen. We're waiting for her to join us. I'm sure she'll have lots to say to us. Big Helen in the chat. Hello. Helen? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> oh. Hello. What a wonderful I don't want to see you, really. I'd rather not see you. Oh. Me or Come Wes? <laughs> Who date you want to see? Me or Wes? No, you're fine. I'm all right with you. Oh, well, okay. So we've already got some friction. So I've been chatting to Wes for about half an hour. Uh, we, we are now joined by Helen, who finished second place uh, at Rats. A very talented runner-up, very unlucky on the night. Uh, Helen. I was very lucky. It's just the people were very woke. Oh, <laughs> you were too, yeah, they they were didn't too want good. white older woman. They wanted black young men. That's what it's that's what it's about. Cry right. <laughs> your face, you know. They want to see your face. Helen, oh. okay. so, I love you. What are you about? Not, no. What about, what about all our friendship? What are you doing? What? You've been cheating on a 96-year-old woman, a queen, you know, which gives you everything in this country. You came to this country, and you got everything here because she, and she's in charge of this country. You're a guest here, fucking cheating on 96-year-old woman. How dare you are? I was just saying that she's one of me. Become... 
I was saying yeah. that she's one of me. So, yeah, well, I, I, I very much mean what you, you I know what you meant, you know, but I'm it not was not on nice. I, I really, I, I thought because I'm a winner, I didn't actually walk, walk out of the room. Otherwise, I would, because it was so horrible. And my friend who was with me thought the same. You know, people, you sort of tell about yourself. But the thing is, you have nothing to tell about yourself. Young people like you come out and they only talk about they're doing weeds or the narcotics. They need therapy, probably for free, from National Health, which I'm paying from my tax and my husband. And, um, you know, and they have nothing else to tell about themselves. So instead of telling about themselves, they shit on government, on old lady like Queen, on anybody. That's what I'm trying here to tell, to say. Okay. I'm fed up with it. After I finish my show, which I'm doing now, I'm going to do a political show about all this shit which I hear every day at these comedy clubs. Wow. So, yeah. uh, uh, Wes had a piece uh, about the Queen, which uh, went down very well, and that's what Helen's talking about. She feels that, like, we should not slag off the Queen. Uh, she, she runs this country, and we should show her some respect. That's basically what she's saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel opposite. I feel like um, I feel like anyone anyone in the world can get it. Um, if you find something funny about someone or something, and you can make a joke out of it, I think you should be able to tell that on stage. Um, I don't think that anyone is above being made fun of because I feel like if you're a king or a queen who can't take a joke about yourself, then you're automatically a tyrant. So it's oh, really? oh. being able to laugh about yourself or being able to understand that you're uh, worthy of ridicule in some areas um, is something, something that shows that you're um, a good person who's comfortable with yourself and, and that sort of thing. But I, I would say this about the joke that I did about the queen. It was mainly the fact that she's got an Afro and that was literally just a, a physical a physical observation that I made that I felt It was like a long joke, sorry to interrupt. It was not just a joke. It was quite then, a long conversation about uh, talking about Queen. What, which part in particular did you not like? Oh, I, I don't even remember. I don't want to remember. I just know that it was a shitting on a Queen and I can't take it. That's it. So, yeah. And I, I always think that people should come out and talk about their problem and their, I, their life, but they have no life. A, they have that's no what life. I was going to say. They have nothing to, to tell people about themselves, about what they achieved, well, about know, they it. not achieved, they tried and laugh about it. No, they don't have anything. That's what I was going to say. I feel like you don't remember a lot about my set because um, the whole beginning of that set, apart from, I'd say, the Queen bit right at the end, I was talking about myself. I was talking about the fact that I'm from Essex, talking about the fact that road men don't respect me, talking about the, the fact that... Um, oh, what else did I talk about? Um, well, I saw a black person's cars. experience in Britain, basically. Talking about me getting mugged, like... I, I talk about myself a lot in my comedy, and then I talk about other people as well. I think I think that's a good mix. So, uh, Helen, what, why do you love the Queen so much? I respect her first of all for her age, and 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 oh, I I can't say that I love her, but I respect first of all people there at this age. And she hasn't done anything bad. I mean, she's a good example for this country, you know. And actually, people come here to because we have all these royals and everything that makes us different from other European countries. And it's not love or not love. I just don't want to, to shit on people who actually achieved a bit more in life than me. You know, mm -hmm. I think, first of all, people who actually come out sometimes, I'm not even talking about our guy. Sorry, I forgot your name, the, the winner, the red, the big red. What's your name? My name's Wes. And by the way, I, I would like to say as well, I'm not, I'm not a guest here. I was born here, just like you. Okay, sorry. Okay, <laughs> you're born here. Okay, fine. Then it's good to know. So, sorry, apologies. That's okay. Uh, but I'm, even so, where, where do you work? What's your job, main job? I work for London Underground. 
good, at least you work. Because a lot of guys like you come out, actually somebody after you come out, he just said he doesn't work, he doesn't have any work, he's in his 20s, probably living in benefits. And then he cheated also right. on somebody, not, not you, somebody else after that, you know, after you. And he, you know, that's, that's the buggers me. So maybe I kind of assembled everything against you, uh, a kind of combined young youth, you know, which lives in this country, done nothing. Thanks God that you're working. I'm very grateful to you yeah, yeah. because no, I'm really fed up with all this. Honestly, I respect you for that. That's fine. So you got one from me, you know, good one. Wow. You know, so thank you. I'm glad we brought you two together. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm melting to him because at least he's working. But yeah. after somebody him uh, uh, come out, you know, I just can't take it. You know, when it's time, we don't work. Oh, uh, uh, this coronavirus pandemic was such a good time because we're paid for doing nothing. Jesus, I just, you know, always want to bloody shoot those guys, you know? Uh, Unbelievable. That might have been me who said that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, because obviously in Russia, you there was a big incident where you got rid of your royal family um, many years ago. Yeah, but that was, I'm not that old, darling. I'm no, old, but not that old. Know, <laughs> and and I'll tell you what, power. if Russia had their, their Tsar, there would be much better time for Ukraine and all Europe than now with Putin. That's for sure. That's why I that is for sure. Yeah. I will, I'll decide, that uh, was a big mistake of Russia. Yeah. And we, we're eating this shit for 100 years now, more than 100 years, because we got rid of our Tsar. So Thank let, you for uh, mentioning that. Yeah, no, I brought it up for that reason. If we're going to talk about the monarchy, obviously Russia mm. is an example of a country that got rid of their monarchy. And uh, you're saying that was, uh, you know, because- A big mistake. And it's not only I'm saying, every second Russian will tell you that. They yes. will be definitely better with uh, Nicholas II and his descendant rather than Mr. Poo, like I call him, Tin. <laughs> yeah, he's a bloody shit, really, shit of shits. Yes, because a lot of people don't want the royal family in this country and maybe Russia is a lesson to us all of what happened. Well, so what do they want? Do they want the unions to rule them because they don't want to work, you know? What do they want? Labour, you know, I, I know Kamedi's leftist. Sorry, I, I support uh, conservative. Uh -huh. And, uh, and um, right. because I, I don't see, not because I'm, because I'm from Soviet country. And I had this Labour shit, you know, for people, so-called for people. It's never been for people. Never been for people, those who save it for people. They're for themselves. And people who are conservatives, they at least already have something. So they don't need to steal so much. Like those who start from beginning, you know? Okay, so and where's what? So Helen's had her say about your act. Have you? Did you have any thoughts about her act? Yeah, I've done everything. I loved it. I feel like um, I've seen your set probably I think three times now. That mm. was probably the best performance that you've done as far as I've seen. It mm. was well. You your your facial features were on point. Like mm -hmm. uh, the bit where um, I can't remember exactly the line, but you were talking about something orgasmic. And he's like, oh, oh, and the face you did was perfect. Oh, I thank you. Um, oh, good that you had an orgasm in your life. Maybe you've seen some, maybe you made some women happy. Yeah, they say I've go about, black, never go it. back. Huh? I've heard about <laughs> it. Yeah, never, never, never able to cause one. But yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never had a black man in my life, you know. Mate, I, I, used to, I, used to, I used to tell my husband, you know, I, I can't die without having a black man. Once husband dies, give me a call, yeah? I'll sort you out. I'll sort you out. You're Don't too worry. young, darling, too young. <laughs> so, right. I have my limits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe in another life. Maybe in another life. Maybe in another life, yes. Well, you got two from me now. Uh, Good points. 
Working my way up. Working my way up. I still think I'm better. <laughs> oh, so so you think you should have uh, with the with a different audience, you'd have won on the night, right? Well, I recorded the applause, which were after my 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 performance. Actually, I put them on my Facebook, you know, to to see. And I, I, unfortunately, I haven't recorded the other ones, but uh, it was just non-stop, you know. Okay. And uh, so and um, well, anyway, I thought, I, I, look. I don't want to look like a, a person who's got a shameless and thinks she's so good, uh, but um, uh, the guy was okay. But I, I've heard better, uh, kind of not that evening, but basically I heard better performances, and I think he still had to work on something. That's my opinion. Because uh, well, he, he, he did talk all about his life, but nothing remembered. You know, I want to to, to hear some. I only remember about the Queen because that's where he laughed, where he was kind of enjoying it. The rest about his story, I don't remember. It means something wasn't done enough good. Uh -huh. To make I me think, kind of to make, make an impact on me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the Queen joke kind of maybe wiped your hard drive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you forgot the whole, the whole other, the whole other part of the set. But um, yeah, man, I, I'll take that on board. I'm always, I'm always um, open to. to well, critical my my um, ex-girlfriend was Russian, and let me tell you, uh, if you want uh, honest advice, it is a nation that you can definitely turn to. They, they're oh, nothing yeah. if not completely honest. That's what I like about Russia, man. Like, if you are, if you ask a Russian person if they want a cup of tea, they won't say, "Oh, um," they won't like go around it. They'll be like, "No," or "Yes." Uh, just get straight to the point. Uh, it kind of it, it works. It's, it's, it's efficient. So, I, Helen, you're, you're, I'm assuming you're getting ready for your Camden Fringe show. We'll give that a bit of a promo. How's yes? Yeah, so I'm working. Yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm I'm trying. You know, yes. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm getting ready. I'm just kind of working on it. I think be, I'm 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 okay. Yeah. Is it an hour-long show, is that right? Yes, it's an hour-long show. That's exactly. So, is that the longest that you've done, or have you done hour-long shows before? Well, actually, I'm cutting. I mean, I'm got material. I got much more material than an hour. So I'm just working now through my manuscript, my text, and trying to cut bits and pieces because I also want to interact with audience, you know, and stuff. I'm already selling well, actually. Amazingly, Camden Fringe told me that. I've done very good, <laughs> we'll see, uh, by selling my show. So I hope there will be some people, because I like audience. I mean, if, if, when there's not much audience, I, I don't do 100%. I need, yeah. a, you know, to get it from them, you know, sort of respond. Okay. All right. Then it winds me up, and then I, I'm really at my best. Oh, wow. Okay, so maybe me and Wes will have a rat outing and come and, come and watch the show. Yeah, well, why don't you get your rats uh, to my show? <laughs> well... You've spoken so nicely about them all. I'm sure they'll be dying to come down. Well, you know, we say, you know, that hatred and love are so close, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we as go. As far as there is some emotions, it. it's better than there's no reaction at all, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. that's no problem, yeah. I, and that, I, mean, I, we're, we're, I think we're on the same page there, Helen. I'm the, sh I'm the same as you. I want, I want either an extreme something or nothing at all, you know? I don't want this sort of middle yeah. ground rubbish settle for sort of average uh that's not what my night's about and it's good that you are singing from the same hymn sheet there well if i'm here i want to advertise my show actually using your podcast i mean i got my shows on the sixth and seventh sevens at comedy uh, club in uh, camden high street uh -huh. in king's head pub at 6 30 and then on 12 13th and 14th at uh, hen, uh, chicken hen, hen and chickens a yep. bar in Islington at 7.30. So there's three shows there. Okay, so I hope somebody who can hear our podcast will be interested. And it's actually called Adventures of an Old Cunt. Uh, it's not about uh, not about um, um, uh, monologue of vagina at all. 
it's about resurrection of a person and a little bit about erection too of course yeah. surely <laughs> but generally it's um, about uh, grabbing life with both hands because in, at my age even at my age i would say you can still believe in fairy tale even after horrible disease which i had for example but actually you don't wait anymore for your prince to come and take you to the tower of his castle to be honest i don't actually want him to because i want to spare the guy from hernia uh, but uh, <laughs> but you actually if you want some magic in your life that's what message my message from my show you had to take the magician stick the wonder stick into your own hands and do it yourself like i did wow. so that's kind of my my story really and I also examine art history and I actually use a lot of art pieces, like like little my own gallery, which I use to illustrate my story, uh, because I always related actually art, which I showed to people. I, I used to drive, guide in galleries and museums for more than two decades and actually project them on my life. So it's actually make my show rather special, I would say. It's interesting. Before you joined us, I was I was uh, talking to Wes actually, and he was telling me he grew up in a part of Essex where there was no culture. Um, mm. So how do you think that sort of affects people to grow up with no culture? You know, in a, in a, you know, obviously there's culture available on the internet, but in a in a in a town with well, no I think you know, uh, yeah, I understand you. I mean, it's never late. I just think you know. Actually, I hope from after my show. Uh, people who were uh, thinking about art, which is not actually belong to them, might actually find something which actually is so much close to their own life. Because I even show in pictures of late 15th century, and they make me think about my situation. So I'm sure that's one of my aims is also to bring people to use art and, and think that actually is not something estranged from them, but very much actually helping to understand your own life, you know. So that's one of the little points as well of my show, in, in fact. Well, I think people... Um, make themselves uh, culturally, basically, basically their life much poorer, you know, sort of poorer if they don't actually use culture. I can't imagine it without it. To be honest, you know, for men, I wouldn't go for a man who only likes culture because I think then he might not become a good dad, can't provide house and everything, you know, not this kind of completely party art, you know, uh, people. But just completely uh, deprive yourself from this beautiful world, you know, divine world, really. Well, it's just, you know, making yourself poorer. So, and, and let me ask before we say goodbye to you, Helen, um, do you think stand-up is art? Definitely. Really? It's art, which requires a lot of skills. It's a, it requires, first of all, um, uh, writing skills, because you need to write your, first of all, it's performing skills, you know? So it's actually harder than just acting, because when actors come out on a stage, you actually got already a manuscript, a play, which had to, words to say. But here, you're actually doing three jobs. Your own actor, your own writer, your own director. So uh, that's quite, and also you actually need to be politically mind, even in my show, which not so much political, I used to start with it, but I was actually banned by a couple of clubs because they misunderstood some of my messages, which is very strange, but some people are really in this business uh, nuts. Uh, but um, uh, I will come back to it, don't believe, it, believe me. Uh, but what I'm saying that you actually need to follow life every day. You need to know everything what's happening around you because otherwise you're not there. So you need to follow politics, everyday uh, matters in the country. So it's actually a lot of observe, which actors don't have to, because they're all given. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very skillful job, you know, and, and demands a personality. But I, I personally, I don't think it's art stand-up. I think it's, uh, you know, joke. a joke is, is beneath art, you know? It's like, it's, it doesn't last, it's only in the moment. You know, most comedy is, 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 you know, it doesn't last the ages, you know? It's like a temporary thing, a joke, you know? It, 
So yeah, but this, this makes it harder. When you come out, you, you can't, for example, people now come and talking about Boris, they're a bit late. It's past. They've been talking about the last few months. Like I heard somebody yesterday talking about it again, you know, so that's it, it's gone. Find now something else. So you had actually to catch up with life. And that's mm. also skills, you know, you need to be basically sharp. You need to have quite a high IQ for, for the job, you know, otherwise you just stay with your five minutes. You, you. So my show is actually, I got a lot of material because I also written a book. It's coming out in October. Actually, it was supposed to come out two years ago, but my husband sent me a letter from his solicitors that he's going to divorce me if the book will come out. So he actually only read two innocent chapters, the most innocent. Uh, so, but um, <laughs> now with the comedy, actually softened him up because I borrowed some material from my book for the comedy. And um, when I was talking about it, I was sleeping with my cat, I had sex. He said, but we don't have cats, he said. I said, well, you see, it's not about us. It's actually entertainment business. So he kind of started understanding that it's not that everything is quite true in my book. It's just basically uh, fiction a little bit. Okay. So, Well, thank you so much for joining us, Helen. A very yeah. Before Helen story. goes, can I show her a picture? Yeah, show me. I just, I just, I just did this bit of art here. It's, uh, it's me. Oh, you have some talents. Is it, a, is it is them like a queen? Is it a queen? Uh, yes, the queen. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's the black queen, because obviously yes. she is a nigger. And well, uh, it says, well, all this, you know, uh, Queen Charlotte, she only had some little blood of black. But do you know that we all have? Do you know that actually? Yeah, we all come from come Africa. Out of Africa. Do you know that? That I have black genes as well, you know? I, yeah, yeah. I do. Every bloody European person has some black blood because I've we seen, all come I've out from, a sapiens from East movie. Africa. You know, I'm a historian also, so I know that stuff. So we're all based more or less the same color. Nice picture. Put it on a Facebook <laughs> and say, I love Queen. Thanks, Helen. <laughs> And, and, and then, Queen and then, then I give you victory 100%. Okay, you won. If I work to you on this and you soften up to the queen, I'm pleased for you to have the crown. As far as I'm concerned, you are the queen, love. Oh, oh come on, darling. So oh, kind of you. On. All right, okay. So we're not, nice, we're not rats anymore. We're kind of nice uh, uh, hamsters. Come on, man. <laughs> Well, lovely to see you, Helen, and good luck with your Camden Fringe run. Well, thank you very much. We will try yes, and come. Yes. And thank luck. you. Thank you, Harry. Thank you. Okay, so that was Helen has has now uh, gone. Was that a nice surprise for you, Wes? What a thrill! What a ride! Um, yeah, mate. So I, I was so I was so excited uh, that she was there because I, I actually like her. Like, like um. I like her energy. I like the fact that she's the same on stage as off stage, um, and uh, mate, I loved her performance at the at the final as well. Came as a bit. You're gone. A worthy second place finish. Oh, absolutely, man. An older crowd, and perhaps she might have won. Mhm. Mm yeah. But you know, the king, the king rat. Big rat. Yeah, big rat. So. As we wind up, you know, what are your plans for the next six months? Obviously, you'll be telling everyone that you're a big rat. Um, uh, obviously, you can't defend that title. It is a one-show title. That is, uh, you know, um, obviously, you're welcome to come and perform at Rats whenever you like. That is part of the prize. But uh, you are no longer eligible for the competition. So what is what are your plans as Big Rat? What are you going to do in the next six months? So um, I've already bought my cheese. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to um, keep going. Um, I'm at 69 gigs, probably around 70 because I lost track at some point, but I think I, I'm close to 70. So I'm going to just keep plowing on. 
do do as many gigs as uh, I can without going mental. Um, get to a hundred, reassess again. Um, just keep going and just see what see what I can make of it. To be honest, um, and yeah, man, like uh, I can't really I can't really do anything more than that. I think I'm uh, going to be doing a lot more gong shows and you know like higher things that are a bit more scary and stuff like that. Um, I've done. What have I done? I've done uh, the Voxel one. I've done the King Gong one. Um, I've booked the Blackout. And what about something like Edinburgh? Edinburgh, yeah, I'm definitely going to Edinburgh next year. Um, I'm not going to be going this year. Uh, I've got too much on um, in my life at the moment. But um, next year, I'm definitely going to do something. And I, I've, I've got... I've got an hour of material right now, so I, I can, I can easily make something good and kind of. I I, I didn't want to go this year to do a show because I felt like it would have been kind of rushed and put together and kind of stitched up. But I feel like if I've got if I go next year, you didn't want to go this year because you're a pussy. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what. It, okay, so what, what am I, a big rat or a puss? Because they I swear they're the uh, that's Tom and Jerry, isn't it? What's going on? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I, I did my first Edinburgh six months into uh, being a stand-up. Actually, um, what did you what did you do with that? Was it um, did you do an hour show or was it I did an um, hour show? I was yeah. um, it was I was supposed to be doing uh, the free fringe, and um, sadly, I refused to go in the brochure because I just said it's like a big telephone directory and it's a waste of mm. three hundred quid and they don't give you anything and. Uh, Mm. I found out that my show was replaced by a sketch show called Fisting for Biscuits. Um, yeah, and which I don't know what those guys are up to now. Um, and then, but because I used to run a comedy magazine, I had some contacts. I was very kindly last at the last minute housed by the Pleasants. They put me in a um, giant blow up igloo in the kids zone. And um, yeah, so I did a full run. My first full Edinburgh show was... Uh, Six months into it was um, at the igloo in the kids zone at the Pleasance, yeah. And it was, for me, it was very, very beneficial. And uh, I would say, get up there uh, as, as soon as you can. What do you think is the best benefit out of it, um, out of doing Edinburgh, is it? Because I've never been, never been even as an audience member or anything. So what would you say is kind of, what do you get out of it? Well, you know, in London, you can do like maybe if you're lucky, three gigs a week, right? In yeah. Edinburgh, you can do three gigs a day. Right, nice. So it's stage so... time, it's contacts. Nice. It's, it's, you know, the, 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 unfortunately, we live in a time where everyone uh, is, thinks about the business side of things. Like, oh, I don't want my reputation to get damaged. Whereas actually what it should be is a big learning curve, yeah? And yeah. Um, so by doing Edinburgh, you're going to, take a, a like a, a leap light years forward by doing Edinburgh you know it's it's gonna should be you should be thinking about your development you know uh, yes. instead of yeah. like um instead of yeah instead of the short term of like oh I might have a bad show and it and then I won't win the the comedy award you know which is yeah. what a lot of people because what I was thinking is um you know like the dif the difference in culture in the UK comedy scene to the the, the, uh, the New York comedy scene mm -hmm. um it's, it feels like New York is made more for comedians to kind of perform 
more often, get more stage time. It seems like they can kind of do runs, you know, like they can do like three, three shows a night, two, two minimum, you know. I, yeah, well, um, that, that's what Edinburgh is. It's as many gigs as you want to do in a month, band, yeah. and just get up there as soon as possible. I would say if you mm -hmm. want to, if you're serious about being a comedian. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think. Um, and if yeah. your girlfriend will allow you. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up there. Any final thoughts, words? Um, uh, I just got notification for that from that uh, fifty that's come through the page. The paper. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the t-shirt. Um, look, oh, right. um, yeah, your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, the t-shirt. Well, my t-shirt that you're going to make. So uh, one of the prizes is a, a exclusive I'm a Disgusting Rat t-shirt, which is currently being designed by a wonderful poster designer. They, they actually sent me through some rough edits of it yesterday. It's going to be very, very yeah. Looking good, yeah? That's good. Uh, and um, I'll, I don't know if uh, you're, if you know which one it is, um, if I'm worthy of the, of the, of the paid gig, um, but I'll probably, I'll, I don't know if I'll ask you that now or, or later, but anyway, um, I'm Let's excited for that now. as well. Let's keep it all on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? What do you want to ask me about? The, uh, the you, one of the prizes was, uh, I get like a paid gig. Oh, uh, sorry, you're breaking up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking rat. You fucking, oh, mate, you're the fucking big rat. What, what are you talking about, people? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of that's one of the ones that I'm excited for as well. I've, I've, uh, I've been paid before, but um, having something where it's like, oh, it's an actual, like, proper show and stuff like that is uh, relatively new to me. So that, that's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember saying that, but sure, I'll look into it 100%. Yeah. Absolute mug you are. Oh no. Harry, what have you done to me? What have you done to me? You've got 50 quid. You've got an hour long experience on a podcast. You've got a free t shirt. What more do you want from me? Come on. I want, I want a paid gig, mate. I want a paid gig. Oh, I know, I know, I've noticed you're depending who wins. Real. I did, I did the queen baby. joke for that. I did the queen joke for that. I made enemies. I made enemies, mate. We are seeing real rap behavior here. This is. True rap behavior, they're like getting angry at me about a not giving them a paid gig. This is oh, oh, you're talking about me? Me, I'm the rat, I'm the rat. Oh, oh fair, 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 I'm fair. I'm the only one, the only humans. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely, I'll look into getting you a paid gig. It's no guarantee, but I will, I will definitely do my best. And, and you know, not great for my brand, but I will say, you know, you are worthy of a five minute at a professional gig, 100%. Thank you, man. Yeah. Would, no, uh, no biggie if you can't find it. So it's, it's okay. Like, I, it's not the end of the world. But um, I'm grateful for everything, man. I, I, I really appreciate I'm glad I met you, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, let's, let's reconvene in six months and see if you still think that. But cool. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Okay, there we go. A fascinating, insightful interview. Um, normal rats will resume on the 16th or 15th of September. There'll be a new, brand new podcast where we'll meet a brand new load of rats, all in competition to take Wesley's title. So I'll see you then. Bye.